And as the slogan says, that's why mums go to Iceland. <laughs> <laughs> we'll cut that bit out. <laughs> oh, mate. So is your New Year's resolution eat fewer cakes? Actually, no, because I've tried that before and it doesn't work. Right? I just, just it's, my, it's my thorn in my side, all right? I know what Paul's talking about. <laughs> he just has to live with it. Paul had an addiction to yum yums. That's what it was. <laughs> yes. Yes, he did. Look at this guy. He's got his Bible out. Oh, I'm sorry even... for getting the Bible out. Oh, sorry. I won't bring my Bible. Loser. Loser. We can't cut it all out. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Real Talk Season 2, Episode 6. Oh <laughs> goodness! <laughs> We're still going. Yeah. Um, well, this this week is the Josh Cast because we're joined again by the very wonderful Josh Jones. Big Welcome up. back. Good Th to have you. Thanks for having me back. Didn't I'll get uh, the sack after last time. And yeah, cut myself out. Do you want to head, head out again? <laughs> so, um, what brings you back to Leicester? I thought you were working in London. Uh, you thought I was working in London. I'm back in Leicester, still back. I went back for Christmas accidentally. As in, I didn't accidentally end up London. in London. You I went back in London. Went to bed one night, ended up in London. Yeah, yeah. Bedroom journalist. <laughs> <laughs> <Bedroom journalism. laughs> that was a wild <laughs> night. So, went back to London when I was allowed to. It was a single adult household. I was fine. And then tier four happened. Got uh, stuck there for Christmas. And then oh. made a judgment call with my parents. Yeah. To, uh, to come back at the beginning of January. So I've been working back home since then. So I'm back in Leicester. Oh, Real reason I'm back in Leicester is to be back here, though. You know, back absolutely. With, back right with the now. boys and come Callum. On. Yeah. I'm taking a dumb Callum. blow this early in the podcast. Oh, I don't know if I'm going to recover from this. <laughs> it's good, man. <laughs> well, uh, so we've had Valentine's Day. We've had Pancake Day. Just very quickly, we're not going to talk about this for too long. What are your favourite pancake toppings? Go. Uh, bacon and maple syrup. Correct. Oof, mm. good. I went bacon and smashed avo, which makes you sound... Smashed avo. That's so pancake. But then I had a Biscoff and banana. Okay. Yeah. okay. So I balanced it out. Avocado. Smashed avo in the pancake. It was. It, the, it, it, it was. Queen. It was wonderful. That's easy like a chapati, isn't <laughs> it? Uh, Callum, what did you have? I went chocolate chips in the pancake as it cooked. Strong. Then banana and golden syrup. Whoa. Whoa. It was... That's the top tip. All right, all right. Yeah. Golden syrup or maple syrup? I mean, maple syrup tastes better. It's the same maple syrup. Isn't maple? So. Yeah, I was about to say maple syrup. It's golden syrup. I ain't got the money for maple syrup. <laughs> maple syrup. <laughs> you two rich uh, boys. <laughs> Look at these guys on their like full-time jobs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're struggling <Yeah>. part-time. <laughs> golden syrup boys. It's a full-time <laughs> maple syrup. Full-time finance versus part-time peasants. <laughs> <over here. laughs> good stuff. Oh, fun. So, Pancake Day has been and gone. Valentine's mm -hmm. Day has been and gone. We're now into the season of Lent. Yes. Yeah. Who's actually doing it? I've never done <laughs> <laughs> Lent in my life. Do you know who it? one person I can guarantee is doing it? Alice. Alice, Alice is, is definitely going to be doing something. She's um, giving up chocolate for Lent. How's that going for her? Well, can I tell it's you? It's going is, well this, for you. This is so it's going well because, for you. So, I, I don't know who this was, but <laughs> on Tuesday night, the night that Lent was kicking off, someone knocked on our door. <laughs> it's not a party. <laughs> it's not a party, is it? Lent's right. Steady on, it's kicking off in there. <laughs> Lent's kicking off. Um, so, Lent arrived. No, Lent began, and on that night, I think it was that night, someone knocked on the door and then 
disappeared. And we're like, wow, that's so exciting. <laughs> and on our doorstep was a box of 15 cookies with chocolate chips in oh. and a pack of like Starbucks Frappuccinos. Oh. Mocha as well. Unbelievable. I don't know who it was. Someone that goes to Costco. I'm going to find you <laughs> and we will say thank you. <laughs> um, and, and then Alice was like, oh, that's so exciting. I'm doing flipping Lent. <laughs> no chocolate. So flipping I've had to Len. eat 15 cookies to prevent her from stumbling. Yeah, so that's for her benefit. benefit. Yeah, that's not it. your own, of no, course. No. Absolutely so, not. But I'm not giving up anything. No. For Lent, I'm giving up. You're just, <laughs> <laughs> just straight. Oh, Callum. What brave for you? Yeah, yeah, I was about to say. We're out for that. Anything for Lent? I'm giving up chocolate as well. Got Ooh. to a point. This, I feel like, you know, I should be giving it up for God and all that. But it got to a point where one day <laughs> I ate like three or four of the one pound Audi chocolate bars yeah. in one day. <laughs> and I was Just like, during Lent? No, <laughs> not during Lent. <laughs> yeah. I cracked Wednesday, on the Wednesday, I'm giving up chocolate. Thursday. <laughs> ate it all. Ate it all. Um, no, it was like a little bit before that. I was like, yeah, I should definitely, definitely <laughs> yeah, give that up. That's a good idea. Good How's that going so far? <laughs> it's going all right. Look, okay. I accidentally consumed something that was similar to chocolate, though. What is similar <laughs> I, to chocolate? I'm so really I went out quite for, worried. I went out for a walk with a friend, and then we went to Madison's, just yeah. expecting to have a drink. Accidentally bought myself a Ferrero Rocher ice cream <laughs> and ate it all. And then the oh, no. person I was walking with was like, aren't you doing Lent and giving up chocolate? I was like... Yeah, I am. <laughs> and there you go. But the question is, the question is, here's, here's, here's the kicker. At the moment that you realised that you'd mm. ruined your Lent, did you stop and then put the rest of the ice cream in the bin? Or did you just munch through it anyway? I'd already eaten it, all of it. <laughs> okay, okay. I'd ate it all in five minutes. Did I'm you like, then say, oh, well, it's over, so I might as well have four Audi chocolate bars? <laughs> no, no. But this is the thing. I was craving chocolate obviously at that point. And I was like walking along like, I'm not craving chocolate anymore. What's this? <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, definitely just broken <laughs> then already. So four days in, I've already failed. There you uh, go. Good stuff. What about you? Uh, I am fasting more. So I'm doing longer that's fast cool. than I was normally. That's cool. um, Sorry to bring the tone down. Guys. <laughs> that's, that's, that's better tone than me. Down Spiritual yeah, level spiritual levels up. up. Yeah, banter levels are lower. Um, but yeah, so fasting more um, for longer periods of time. But That's my cool. parents are giving up chocolate, which for mum isn't really a thing. And then for dad, it's quite difficult. Um, <laughs> and then, so, but I made these, these white chocolate blondies oh, the other week. Unbelievable. And they had white chocolate in. To which mum replied, well, white chocolate's not like re really chocolate, is it? <laughs> like, it's only got it in its name. Oh, you know? it's cocoa butter. I was like, mum, that's what you rub on your skin to make it nice and moisturised. <laughs> She's like, no, 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 it's not. And I was like, mm, you definitely can't eat white chocolate during Lent. Sorry. Did they eat it? Well, we, had, we finished them before... Before the uh, before Lent kicked in, Ash Wednesday kicked off. <laughs> it all kicked off. Yeah, it all kicked off on Tuesday night. <laughs> kicked off on a major sugar high, and then the down on the, on the Tuesday. Man, setting yourself up for success. <laughs> That's fun. Yeah, I've never really understood the point of Lent. Like, I understand mm. the point of it, but I don't understand the point of it. Do you get what I mean? Mm. Everyone no. just does no. it to be healthy, <laughs> don't they? Everyone just gives up chocolate just to be a bit healthier. <laughs> yeah, it's it's always felt very religious. Mm. Yeah. The bizarre thing about Lent is I think I know more like non-Christians that do it than yeah. Christians, which is slightly odd. Well, really. especially if you ask them what it represents or what the purpose of it is, I'll have no idea. It's, oh, just it's Lent, isn't it? And did you know, actually, hardcore Lenters, that's what I'm going to call them now, <laughs> they take Sundays off. 
Yeah, this is what my mum tried as well. Mm. She tried to eat chocolate on Sunday. <laughs> so she's not. She's only done f- four days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I did it. Sundays off. <laughs> That's why. Did you do it on Sunday? Did you walk on Sunday? I'm with you. The thing about Lent that I do enjoy, though, is it's all about self-control and discipline, right? So I, yeah. I get that element of it. Mm. I don't understand the religious element of you do it because you are told to do it. But I do like the concept of forcing yourself to live a certain way and allowing yourself to grow in the discipline. I think that's, mm. that's quite an exciting thought. Yeah. Like, have you ever had moments where you've really lacked in self-discipline? <laughs> Uh, this morning? What happened this what morning? Happened this morning? Was this morning, um, I came downstairs. <laughs> this is this slight linking into something before. <laughs> I made, made myself a cup of tea and made right. sure it's coffee. I do that every morning, six o'clock. Um, open the cupboard door. It's a bag of caster sugar. No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's back. And I saw it and I just looked at it for a while. Oh, thought, no. I closed the cupboard door and I thought, you know, whenever, well whenever you attempted, God <laughs> will find a way out for you. Uh, and then I thought, hmm, but I could really go for some cast of shit. No way. That's bad. You it. I was supposed to be fasting today as well. <laughs> oh, mate. <laughs> right. I remember, the thing is, this was at six o'clock in the morning. It doesn't count if it's before 6 30, right? <laughs> How many spoonfuls did you have? Like two. Okay. Two? What, How, what type of spoon? <laughs> Dessert, no, teaspoon. <laughs> yeah, ladle. In my head, it's the two that I would have put in my tea if Heaps I was having level. sugary tea. Heaps like, you level. know, as much as you can fill yeah, the spoon, yeah. obviously. Yeah, definitely. It was falling off, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> falling off the spoon as he tipped it in. She's <laughs> <laughs> like, why is there sugar all over the side? Cut up! I'm sat there in the corner in a sugar coma just rocking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the it's Lord good is helping for me. me. It's good for me. That's very funny. <laughs> to be fair, I, had a, I would have had a sugar rush when I... Oh, this is... I feel, I feel a little bit bad telling the story, but it is funny. So <laughs> when I would have been like six or seven, my brother would have been about 10, and we were down, staying with grandma's down in Watford. And grandma was a great cook. She used to make loads of puddings for us. Aww. And like the whole family were there. So the five of us plus grandma. And she's made this banging apple crumble. Like it was so good. But everyone else was stuffed at the end of the dinner. So she got it out and only Sam and I had any. So we had a portion each. And then everyone else was full. They were like, oh, we'll have it tomorrow. We'll have it later, whatever. So Sam and I were being helpful. We took it back through to the kitchen to like help clear up. And then we kind of looked at each other like, should we do it? <laughs> I do fancy it. So um, we kind of ate the whole crumble. <laughs> so uh, yeah, grandma wasn't, grandma wasn't the best, please. How many Dad was not happy. Dad was <laughs> Where's fuming. my crumble? Ah, give me crumble, boys. Um, <laughs> How many people was it made for? Uh, six. At least six, but then like a big one so that we had like Left enough. Overs. Yeah. How, how quickly did you eat it all? 10 minutes? <laughs> <laughs> so I wanna, wow. I baked two trays of flapjacks. <laughs> I love this story. Wait, in my head, two trays of flapjacks <laughs> to go and share at an event I was going to. And then after they were done, I was like, well, I've got to have a tester one, haven't I? So I did. And then I thought, that was pretty good. I could have another one. And then a couple of flapjacks in, I'm like, well, I might as well eat the whole first tray because I've done half. <laughs> Are you made for someone else? Wait, 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 wait. And then a little while later, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I could have another flapjack. <laughs> <laughs> and in the end, <laughs> ate both trays of <laughs> flapjacks <laughs> and then had to make more. <laughs> oh. That was oh. not, not my finest moment, that. <laughs> wow. It's good, though. Wow. So are you giving up sugar for them? <laughs> <laughs> I think you should. No, no. Uh, every, week my side. <laughs> every week, I think your addiction seems to grow oh. in my head more. <laughs> oh. wow. no, I just let you in on a bit more of it. It's always been this bad. <laughs> Anyone else got some uh, examples? 
I find myself being tested in self-control when it comes on the football pitch. Oh yes, uh, mm-hmm. namely with opposition players, or occasionally with the ref. Now there's this, there's an oh. old ref in our league who uh, I can't remember his name. He's, he's probably about sixty-five years old, grey hair. I mean, he keeps up with the lads. He does well. Yeah, but he's quite slow on the uptake. Misses a few decisions, mm. and because I'm captain, it's my role and responsibility in the team to speak up when injustice is done. Mm. Now, sometimes I take that a bit too far. And uh, <laughs> I remember he was getting up in my face because he gave the free kick to the opposition team. It should have gone the other way, but then he moved the ball forward close to our goal. So I was not very happy by this point. In fact, inside, I was fuming. And uh, <laughs> to make sure that I didn't use any abusive language at him, I called him Sunshine. So I said, all right, Sunshine. And then he absolutely flicked his <laughs> leg. Like, you don't call me Sunshine. I'm the 65-year-old man. You don't call me Sunshine. Anyway, he nearly sent me off for it. So, but I think I could have done with a bit more self-control in that moment. Yeah, that was, that was bad. Give him the church a bad name. Um, You're like, all right, sh- sh- Sunshine. Yeah, that's it. Uh, no, I have, um, I, I have a real annoyance with, this is, it sounds really strange, car experience companies because they go off your lack of self-control for adrenaline yeah, rushes. Uh, we went on a driving experience and it was in some, what meant to be called a racetrack. For me, it was just a road in the field. Um, so we sp- it cost like 60 quid each just to get in. When they advertised it was a 15 pound ticket, then you have to pay loads to access the track and for a good car, I should get like a Nissan. Um, <laughs> and so it's kind of Nissan though. Is it a micro or it like was a GTR? A GTR. Wow. <laughs> some, it was definitely not a GTR, I'll tell you that. But it was some like, cost so much more than you thought it was. So you then, after paying an arm and a leg, you get there and we, you know, we had Lambo, so it's quite nice. And we're like, yeah, it's really cool. But then they're like, oh, do you want to start in that to, to get yourself going? And you think, oh yeah, I could really do that. It sounds really cool. But then you're thinking, that is an extra 10 quid. So on top of the 60 pound I just spent, that's oh, going to be 70 pound i was like maybe my dad literally came up to me and was like yeah i've done it before you should definitely go for it definitely go for it so i was like brilliant dad's done it he says it's good great went around for like a minute the lap is like a minute long in some old rickety ford like escort thing and this guy just chatted to me about his life experiences didn't even tell me about the track <laughs> so i was like great that's a 10 pound wasted and then we get on the track and bearing in mind you think it's gonna be like 30 minutes of driving it's like free you go around like each each lap, it's three laps, each lap's like one minute. So you spend all this money to do all this time and you get to the final lap and you're like, um, the guy's like, right, do you want to do another lap? And I'm thinking, oh, this guy's a legend. He's just letting me go around again free. <laughs> I go to turn the corner. He's like, yeah, it's an extra 15 pounds. <laughs> Instantly <laughs> just like ragged into the, into the exit point. I was like, nope, I'm not spending that. So for all of us, we've had times in our lives where it's been quite difficult to maintain self-control and that's quite a christian word so for everyone listening who might not understand that terminology what is self-control well funny should i i thought while we're prepping this and knowing it's self-control i thought i'd do the classic journalist thing and find a definition so self-control according to the cambridge dictionary not the urban dictionary not Not the the urban urban dictionary dictionary. (laughs) self-control is the ability to control your emotions and actions and i thought that's great. What's control? Because <laughs> if it's self-control, obviously it's going to be about controlling yourself. So now I looked at control and it says to order, limit or rule something. That's cool. That's Ooh. great. So to order, order, limit or rule. <laughs> and what's limit? <laughs> but as you say, there's, there is self-control in as much as I think the world looks at self-control as 
as as willpower. Yeah. I would look mm. at it in the same way as willpower. Mm. But actually, self-control is, is a fruit of the spirit. And yeah. we've looked at Galatians 5, where it talks about the fruit of the spirit. And it's the spirit who leads us to self-control. And in actual fact, it's not self-determination, which, sorry, self-determination ultimately results in self disappointment and self-loathing because you're doing it in your Ooh, own strength yeah, that's cool. mm. but actually when we're doing it in the strength of the spirit when our spirit come c- connects with the spirit of god actually then we're not doing it by human strength which is willpower but we're yeah. actually doing it by the power of the holy spirit that's cool, yeah, that's mm. cool. anyone who's tried to do anything by willpower alone knows that it often ends <laughs> up in tears <laughs> oh, it often like ends up in two tablespoons <laughs> of caster <cluster laughs> sugar <isn't> it? <laughs> Tablespoons. <laughs> Hang on, it was teaspoons. <laughs> I was about to say, did this you? Gonna go up and up. So it's gonna be one spoon. Also, ends up in two ladles, <laughs> <laughs> two packets. I was about to say, did you pray for God's help when you were looking at that? Also, ends up in a torrent of abuse aimed at a, a poor old league referee who's just there doing it in his spare time as a hobby. You're right, sunshine. He gets paid thirty quid. <laughs> what? He gets paid thirty quid, and I have to pay a fiver. So he's blessed. Um, yeah. So there is a difference between self-control and self-determination. Yes, self-control is when you're doing it in line with the spirit and the spirit is leading you and the spirit that's is cool. growing mm. in you. Whereas, as you say, self-determination, willpower, that's when we're doing it in our own human strength. Yeah, nice. and, and that, as I think we've all experienced, mm. does not end well because mm. we're relying on our own selves. We're relying on our own strength. And yeah. we've got these battles. We've got these battles against the, the enemies, which are the flesh, the devil, and, uh, and the world. Yeah. And I think for, for self-control, often it's, it's a battle against the flesh. It's the, yeah. it's the mm. fleshly yeah. desires. It's the fleshly... What do I want? Whether that be yeah. food, whether that be emotions, whether whatever that might be, yeah. it's what our body is wanting, and actually our souls and our spirits are saying, "No, we want, we want, we want Jesus. Yeah. And we want to pursue yeah. Jesus." And yeah. and the more we grow and we love Jesus, the more we hate and we despise sin. That's it. It's mm, what the Apostle Paul writes, isn't it? It's the the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. I think mm. that's what self control is. It's it's the ability to align ourselves with the spirit of God mm. and overcome the temptation that the flesh faces. Yeah. But it's so much easier said than done, right? And we've all mm. got our pit holes and things that we fall yeah. into, uh, whether that's <laughs> eating too much sugar, whether it's uh, exaggerating stories, which most preachers or communicators might have the tendency to occasionally do. Um, but whatever our things are, there is an ability to win in our self control, mm. right? Mm. Yeah, because mm. actually most of what we spoke talked about tonight so far has been quite light hearted. Yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah, haha. I ate two trays of flapjacks, you called a referee sunshine. <laughs> um, but for a lot of people, self control and the battles yeah. against the flesh can actually be something quite it's a bit more serious. It's, mm. you know, the battles against like alcohol or yeah. mm. um, pornography yeah. or, you know, whatever it is, lust or other, other things. Yeah. So it's quite important for us to be able to equip ourselves to Spot exercise self control well. And I think it's even more dangerous at a young age. Because when you get older, you get you're wiser. You've experienced those sort of things, and, and you know people who are older still right, need Josh? to be self. <laughs> yeah, old man Josh still needs to have self control your whole life, don't you? But I feel like there's so many things you're new to. When you're new to something, and you're new to an experience, like being having mm. self control over that, yeah. it becomes ten times harder than if you've experienced it for a hundred times. You know, when you experience something for the first time, it's like so fresh. The rush of it. Yeah. which yeah. is why it was so difficult for you to say no to that first lap in the car because actually the adrenaline the rush and the excitement of the yeah. moment especially if it's for a first time genuine although I, I asked a minister friend the other day um, so he's retired now and I said to him when does it stop being a challenge to yeah. be careful about what you watch and he said I'll let you know when I get there wow. so I think there is an element of it doesn't always get easier no. the older you get because the more you invest your life into something whether that's good or bad for you it becomes a harder habit to break right mm. yeah 
So for all of us, self-control is something that as men of God or women of God watching this, it's something we've got to get done right mm. in order for us to look different to the world around us. You yeah. have some thoughts about it. Fill us in. Well, how we do that yeah. is there, there, we, need to, we need to take steps to do it. I think that's mm. the, the easy thing is to, yeah. to say, I struggle with self-control. It's just something I, it's just, it's just the way I am. Yeah, yeah. Mm, it's yeah. just the way I am. It, I was made like this. I can't help yeah. it. It's <laughs> always the fruit that people are like, oh yeah, I've got patience and I've got joy, but self-control. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> but as, as we talked about previously, it's not just about having one of them. It's, it's, it's about growing them. in all of them. Mm. And I think the, the starting point is, is pray about things. Yeah. Mm. Pray about what you're struggling about. God mm. loves it when we come to him with yeah. our difficulties and our struggles. Pray about them. Mm. I think another thing that's, that's yeah. really important is those desires, it's very rare that they're just going to disappear. Yeah. It's very rare yeah. that they're just going to yeah. just vanish when we say, take those desires away. Because some of the things aren't bad things, whether it's, it's sexual desires That's when it. you're a single person and you're not yeah. married. Actually, yeah. in the context of marriage, those things, those things are great. And those yeah. things, are, God made them for, to be enjoyed. Yeah. That's mm. it. But in the right context yeah, and at yeah. the right time. Spot on. Mm. So yeah. I think praying for those things just to disappear, it's, it's very rare that those things are just yeah. going to disappear. No. It's then learning, actually... How, how can I grow mm. in self-control? Because if they disappear, then you don't have to have any self-control about them. Yeah, yeah. So you, you don't learn. So you yeah, need you to learn, learn to yeah. grow in them. Very good. So I think starting off by praying is so important. I remember yeah. reading a, um, a story or an account from a, sorry, taking it like a, a bit deep now from a heroin, ex-heroin addict. Yeah. Mm. Um, and the like, person who was interviewing them said like, oh, so when was it that like you found the cravings easier to overcome? Yeah. And he said, well, to be honest, like every morning that I get up, I have to fight the same battle That's that I fought wow. for the last yeah. however many years it was. Yeah. Um, so it's not, it's not the desires that's lessened. It's his control over them. Very good. Very wow. Good. Yeah. And, and it's often a daily discipline, a daily battle to yeah. walk it out, isn't it? Yeah. And when and you're trying to do that in your own strength, it's really, really <laughs> When difficult. you try and do it in your own strength, it ends up as... As self-disappointment and self-loathing. Yeah. Wow. Because we don't actually in ourselves have the ability to overcome the, the flesh. Yeah, the strength so if the spirit doesn't govern us, then what are we running on? <laughs> We've talked about some things very briefly there, whether it's an, uh, a self-control issue with lust or pornography or lying or swearing. I remember my mom telling us when she got saved, my mom's called Sue if you're watching. <laughs> <laughs> so she, she, she got saved as a 16 year old and her mom will say that she had like the foulest mouth of, of anyone on the planet. And then she got saved and God transformed her overnight and she's pretty much never sworn wow. since. Wow. So there was something that God did in her that gave her an inner resolve and a control over an action she previously didn't have control over. So yeah. sometimes when we pray or something, God can deliver us. But as JJ said, it's, it's really rare that he does because he wants us to learn yeah. to grow in something, right? Mm. Yeah. So maybe on the flip side of that, I remember when I got saved, um, I was 14. And uh, like, I would swear a lot, but particularly the ones that God really challenged me on were like the black, you know, blasphemy saying, yeah. oh my God, and wow. Jesus Christ all the time. Wow. Um, and just like that, that didn't go away overnight for me. That was a, a like, like, yeah, a daily discipline really of watching good. what I said, watching what came out of my mouth. And it's easier when you find yourself in a church context a lot. And every time you say it, everyone looks at you yeah, like, yeah, 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 but, mm. yeah, for sure. Mm. Mm. That's good. And there's grace, isn't there? When we fail and when we stumble. Mm. Yeah. Um, Paul, Paul writes one of his letters. This is my paraphrase, but he says, don't take the mick out of grace. <laughs> so the context is, shall we sin more so that grace may abound more? So shall I keep on sinning so that God's grace becomes greater? And Paul responds by saying, don't be an idiot. My <laughs> grace has been poured out. It doesn't mean you should take the mick out of it. And I think in self-control, this is a purpose. It's we're saying thank you for the grace of God, not taking it for granted. Yeah. And I think if we don't grow in self-control and overcome some of our temptation, then actually we take the mick of the cross a little bit. Mm -hmm. yeah. For the times I have slipped up, I'm going to make a, an endeavor to not do it as much. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. 
Mm, absolutely. I think also, like, a funny thing is your self-control can be very much affected by the people you surround yourself with. Yeah, definitely. Like, even if it's something simple as going out for some drinks. You know, yeah. Anyone very can relate good. to that. Very good. But, yeah, yeah. like, who you surround yourself with whenever you're in those environments can put your <laughs> your self-control at risk. Because yeah. mm. you can pray about it and you can be like, yeah, I'm not doing this. But when you're surrounded by people like, oh, have a drink, have a drink, yeah, I'll yeah. buy you one. On. Mm. Like, yeah. sometimes you actually, if you want to keep, you know, don't just cut off all your friends who maybe yeah. drink more than you do. But, like, if you make it clear to them, this yeah. is... This is sort of yeah. my mindset on it. This is what I want to be like. That's it. If they're your real friends, they will respect you. Yeah, and if yeah, they're not going to respect that, then you shouldn't really be around them. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Actually, just kind of addressing that a little bit. I, th- like, I think that's something that as a church, we need to talk about more. Um, yeah. I think we got better at talking about sex, but alcohol oh, and drinking. Massively. Specifically within young adults. Yeah, yeah. Specifically for the target audience of this podcast. Yeah, yeah. It's like such a natural thing for young people to do. Yeah. Just go out for a drink. It's, it's part of the culture. And if you don't have self-control and understand how to win your battle, then one drink becomes four, which becomes a taxi ride home and you're being sick in the back of the car. It's really simple. I mean, can I be really honest? This is not to praise, but I've I've never been drunk. Um, And that's not because I'm holy. It's just because I understand like what the limit is. Mm. So again, maybe it's who you surround yourself with. But when it mm. comes to alcohol, God's best is never for us to go out and get wasted. No. It's not, there's, there's no not reason. Him. So you can't be drunk on wine and drunk on the spirit, right? That's the context. So, <laughs> yeah. and, and in the same way, you can't have two masters. Either you are being led by the spirit of God and he is in control or the spirits that you're drinking are in control. Yeah. You, can't, yeah. you can't walk in both. And I, it just brings me back to, it reminds me of a phrase that someone told me. It's the back end of 2019 and... Oh yeah, I didn't drink much. Like I have a odd drink there, but he said to me, "I was my life group leader," and he said that his friend once said to him, "I never want to be in a position where I can't pray for someone because I've had too much alcohol." Wow! Wow! And that just—it just hit me. I was like, "Wow, that what a, what a like like what a method to live by, what a, mm. what a phrase to live by is mm. actually yeah, I I, I can enjoy a drink. I don't I That's can it. go out for a Absolutely. beer with some mates and." Yeah. I, I know my limits. I can have a couple and I'm fine, okay. but yeah. I never want to imagine that, that feeling. If you were the one person in someone's life that they were, like, that you were the only Christian they ever met and you came out of a bar and you'd had too many drink and you couldn't pray for them. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Or you were so dull <laughs> to the spirit of God's voice that you missed the prompt. Yeah. yeah. I've actually got a story like right along those lines. Um, of, so I, I, when I was like 18 or 19, um, I think I used to like too frequently I'd go out with my school friends and I think oh you know I'll just have a couple of drinks yeah, and yeah. then like you say it turns into four five six and then the night's a blur kind of thing um, and God really challenged me on that and it's that concept of you know if your right if your left hand causes you to sin right hand whatever it says like cut it off and throw yeah. it into the fire so I thought you know what when I go out with these guys I'm just not going to have anything because wow. I know if I have wow. one or two it's going to turn very into good. more mm, very good and then I was at a hall party that one of my friends had thrown um, at his like his university I traveled there for the weekend to like go and see him and uh, I hadn't drunk anything and I found myself in a conversation with a, like this, this girl who was absolutely trashed. Yeah. Um, and she noticed that I was married and she was asking me about it. And I, you know, the concept of faith came up wow. and she revealed to me like, you know, she'd been brought up in like the Jehovah's Witnesses or something yeah. and like renounced it because it was so like controlling and, and all of that um, is what she said to me. And in the end, got to just kind of talk to her and pray, to her, pray with her about Jesus, wow. um, which was was really cool. And I never saw her again, so I don't yeah. know what came of that. No, but and you won't necessarily, you won't, as you say, you no. won't see the fruit of how that conversation, no. you won't yeah. see, but you've, 
because of that decision you made at the beginning of that night, because yeah. you, I'm not going to have a drink. Very good. Mm. You were able to have that conversation yeah. to pray for that person. Yeah. And if I was blackout drunk, that conversation wouldn't have happened that way. No, so. no, and also, yeah. when you get drunk, you're just like everyone else. Everyone in our society, like loads of young people in our society who aren't Christians get drunk. Yeah. yeah. How are we being different? Yeah, that's it. Because that's what we're called to be. And yeah. just to say, this is something that you struggle with, or if anything we talk about through this touches a nerve with you, then then we're here to pray with you. Or if you're not part of our church, then contact your like young adults pastor or your student pastor, or, or just message mm-hmm. someone. We'll talk about accountability in a minute with self-control, but like, find there's always a way out. In 1 Corinthians, it says this, no temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. And when you are tempted, he will always provide a way out so that you can endure it. If you're set up in a situation where you know your temptation is coming, there is always a way out. Hmm. Yeah, exactly. And it's so important to, to, to recognize where your fallings are, where those desires yeah. are, where you stumble. And, and as you say, dig it out, root it out. And it's never, God's never going to, like allow you to be tempted beyond your capabilities and because he is a loving father and why would he do that to a a child he loves just very simply just recognize them and and work out how you can avoid those situations work out how you can say it is when you're on your phone late at night yeah then make a decision i'll leave my phone downstairs what what are your triggers yeah if if i know that that if my phone is something that is going to set me off late at night actually okay I'll leave my phone yeah. downstairs and I'll buy an alarm because what's more important and mm. that, it's just a way of removing yourself from that situation it looks at it's Proverbs I think 7 and 8 which talks about kind of wisdom and foolishness and, and essentially like which, which pavement are you going to walk on are you cool. going to walk on the one where it looks nice and it looks fancy and, but there are going to be some real pitfalls along it that you might fall yeah. down or walk on the narrow one the one that looks more difficult the one that doesn't yeah. quite look as appealing at times but actually you're safer on that one yeah very good and then yeah, when Paul's writing to Timothy and he's just kind of helping him go through some of these things where he's just struggling with, with sin. And, and he writes in 1 Timothy 6, verse 11. As for you, O man of God, flee these things. Pursue righteousness, yeah. godliness, faith, love, steadfastness, and gentleness. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's that kind of, okay, I've taken something out. I've, there's a void there. And if you don't yeah. fill that void with Jesus, the devil will get in and That's he it. will fill that void yeah. Yeah. by himself. So... Yeah. It's one thing to take those things out, but Very you've got good. to pursue something else and you've got to fill it with Jesus. And the thing is, and we said it earlier, but the more you spend time with Jesus, the more you love Jesus, Completely. the more you're going to hate sin yeah. and mm. you're going to want to run away from it. Mm. That's it, man. And it's, it's simple, isn't it? Galatians 5 says this, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Fruit, singular, remember. Uh, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. And we're thinking about the concept of fruit, especially in when it comes to self-control. If you look at a tree, so I, I love this analogy. Yeah. If you look at a tree, a tree does not have to attempt to produce fruit. Mm. It just mm. does it because it's mm. planted in the right place. And for us, sometimes, yes, if we pray about something, it's going to happen instantly, but often God wants us to allow our roots to bed deep and down into him. And naturally, the fruit that's produced from our lives becomes good. It becomes appealing. Mm. It becomes like his character so if you're really struggling with self-control i'd say what jj's already said to you like get rooted in him and allow him to fill the vacuum and naturally you'll begin to produce good fruit yeah i think it's also just worth saying like we're never going to be sinless but we can sin less Ah, Mm -hmm. very good it's just like such a helpful reminder we're not going to be sinless there will be times where we mess up all four of us here 
everyone like in like we all, have who, our stuff, we all fall short we all sin we all mess up yeah. all have fallen short of the glory of god that's it exactly yeah. which is why jesus came yeah. but we can sin less very good and mm. how do we do that by pursuing him completely yeah. man completely yeah, and just for all of us watching and for us in the room as well there is no condemnation so jesus doesn't stand with a written charge because the charge has been paid his blood's covered the cost so if you are falling into a habit pattern or something that's gripped you God's best for you is to be removed from that and he's going to plant you with something better. But if you are making the same mistake over and over again, mm-hmm. and we've all been there and you say to God, I'll never do this again. This is the last time. Yeah. And then because we try and do it on our own and in our own will, That's then it. we mess up again. Mm. But like, if you keep on pressing into Jesus, there is no condemnation. But as you put yourself close with him, root yourself in him and then provide accountability partners around your life, mm. then you will grow in your self-control and you will be able to come mm. your temptation. Yeah, sure. I was about to ask that. How essential do you think accountability is to self-control? Huge, man. I think it is. Because like you said, we're not doing this out of our own strength. We're doing it with the spirit. But also, we're not called to do it on our own. We we, we have other people around us in our lives who are like, can be almost rocks for us in those sort of times. I remember when I was a little bit younger, I was growing up to a stage where you begin to get exposed to things that you watch, shows yeah. that you watch, films that you watch, yeah. which maybe have stuff which aren't great for you to see. Um, and so when I started to realise, oh, I'm getting exposed to these things, I went to my mates and was like, right, we're at this sort of age now. Why don't we just always put a message into the chat saying, hey, um, have, has anyone watched anything that they maybe shouldn't have? And we literally, mm. literally that sort of That's mentality, so like it's, it's maybe quite hard for a lot of people to do, to be that open and be like, like that honest. But it made you literally during the week, I was like, oh, I really don't want to like slip up because I'm literally, I'm going to have to say to everyone, <laughs> like loads of my mates that this is what happened. Um, and yeah, there was times where people yeah. did slip up, but they still said because they trusted yeah, all of us. It, I think yeah. getting people that you trust yeah. and that you feel like you can open up to mm. is really beneficial yeah. um because really, otherwise you're nervous aren't yeah. you it's really funny because ultimately we're all accountable to god and we can't hide anything from him no. so mm. like that whole oh i don't want to slip up because people will know it's like yeah. well he knows anyway but but it's, it's just funny anyway. how our mind works yeah, yeah but it, i think work. it's that whole perspective of well like oh yeah. I, I see these people in real life well god's literally walking with you every day yeah. <laughs> do you, yeah, but um sure. so i think that's actually really helps and yeah. also knowing other people are going through the exact same things you are because yeah. if you're struggling with some sort of temptation you're struggling with some yeah. sort of addiction there's, remember, there's thousands of us going through the same <laughs> yeah. thing i remember hearing like one, one of the the first things the devil will try to do when you sit is isolate you yeah. and yeah. say well you're the only yeah, one that's struggling yeah, yeah. with this yeah. Yeah. yeah you're the only one you've got to get through it yeah um like cool. that's it yeah maybe, maybe as we start in a meandering sort of way coming into land here i just want to say because we've, we've spoken quite a bit tonight about we spoke about alcohol we've spoken about pornography and and sexual sin but actually like the things we talked about are applicable to any area of self-control mm-hmm. as well Absolutely. so yeah. maybe for, for you it's not something that you know you and the world around you would see as as serious so maybe it is to do with your eating habits or yeah. or with yeah. getting a bit angry at some time mm. sometimes or it's, spending too many hours on video games yeah mm-hmm. like, spending too for, much money yeah, yeah, gambling. Like there are so many things, especially in lockdown, when it's hard to do something that's engaging and fun and going to give you a buzz. Um, like I know people around my life that if they don't watch themselves, can just spend hours and hours and hours on video games, yeah. and all of a sudden you're going to bed at six a.m. and you're waking up knackered and you miss your <laughs> shift. Like, yeah. and if that's the thing, put safeguards in place. Yeah. Um, or as my boss said, 
uh, recently, if you're spending 15 hours a day on your Xbox, go home and smash your Xbox. <laughs> it's not worth it. It's not worth your life. Yeah. So there, there are things that you can do, practical measures that you can take to overcome your sin. And you talked about this uh, accountability. James 5.16, and like Callum says, we begin to round up, right? Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray if each other so that you may be healed. Then it goes on to say the prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. Mm. But the concept is confess your sins to each other. So mm. just to say, if you're struggling with an addiction, whatever it is, like compulsive lying, watching porn, gambling, eating too much, whatever in the world it could be, the thought pattern, and this sounds really harsh, of I can get through this on my own is, is actually unbiblical. Mm. Um, confess your sins to one another so that you'll be healed. It doesn't say confess your sins to God. He knows. <laughs> and he puts people around our yeah. lives to journey with. Mm. So if you're trying to do it on your own, but you keep stumbling, maybe that's because you're doing it on your own. And again, mm. there's no condemnation, but there mm. are people around who want to walk with you and are going to help mm. you get to restoration. Mm. Yeah. I was just going to touch on on one more thing. And it's, it's kind of what's been already said already, but I just saw a phrase as I was prepping for this, but... The phrase "just one more" is really dangerous. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Just good. one more. Oh, just one yeah. more of that. Or well, this is the last one. Just one yeah. more beer. I'll, yeah. Okay, I'll just. That's a really dangerous. So if you. Very like, good. I I know that I've said that to myself yeah, before. Yeah. If you're saying just one more, <laughs> if you're say if you need to sell yourself just one more, that's probably an indicator that what that, you're doing yeah. isn't great. Mm. Secondly, as you're saying, accountability partners. Uh, my pastor down in London calls them Muppet friends, and they're friends <laughs> that are just going to tell you you're being a Muppet. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. What you're doing, that's that's not cool. And mm. these guys, uh, guys and girls, like I'd probably say, have someone of the same gender, definitely yeah, at least. Yeah, yeah. Um, but <laughs> also have, don't have too many of them. Have a couple of people around you who, mm. who you really can trust, who you can really be honest with, who who are going to ask you the tough questions. Yeah someone that you respect too much to lie to yeah mm. and then just finally 1 Peter 4 verse 7 and it's it's in the ESV translation it says the the end of all these things is at hand therefore be self-controlled and sober-minded for the sake of your prayers wow. and actually this isn't just a case of oh we need to be self uh, self-controlled so that we, we we're good and we we look good to the people around us and we live up to yeah. what people expect Christians to be it's actually for the sake of your prayers. Like yeah. your prayers are important. It's, yeah. it's your commu- communion with God. It's your conversation with God. Like actually, if you're not being self-controlled and you're not being sober-minded, yeah. actually that will impact your prayer life. Mm. Yeah. Often mm. when our self-control is tested is with the things that we do in the dark anyway. Yeah. Isn't it? The things that no one knows but God. Yeah. Mm. That's mm. So, and there's yeah. that phrase, your um, character is who you are in the dark. Everything else is reputation. Yeah. So as we begin to land, actually, we're, all, we're on the tarmac, like wheels are down. Um, sum up some of what you said, some practical points. If we're struggling with self-control, what can we do? Just rattle through. First of all, pray about them. Yeah. Take them to mm. God. Mm. Um, he knows you're struggling, but he wants you to talk about it with them. Get accountability partners. Yeah. Get mm. people around you in your life. Connect with them. Spend time with them. Get them to ask you tough questions. Um, and when you root those things out, identify them, root those things out, but... Fill that void with Jesus. Yeah, very yeah. good. And finally, look, we're never going to be sinless, but we can always sin less. Mm. There you go. Mm. There you go. Let's emulate Jesus in our character. He had self-control even to the point of death. Mm. Josh, you want to pray? Yeah. Well, Lord, we are thankful that you love us no matter how we act or how many times we mess up. It's a funny fact, but you know exactly how many times we will mess up <laughs> in the future and you still choose to love us. And we are just so thankful for that. Mm. Well, Lord, I just pray that we would never do anything out of our own strength. 
that we would know and acknowledge that we need you in every single situation we're in, every single circumstance or trouble we're going through, Lord. Our immediate instinct should be to just turn to you and pray, get on our knees and just pray to you, Lord, when we're struggling. Lord, allow us to surround ourselves with people who we respect, Lord, and who we can be honest with and open up with about our situations. Allow us to find those people in our lives and really hold close to them in those times where we're struggling alone, Lord, because we are never isolated, Lord. We always have people to turn to. And I just pray that whenever we are struggling, we can just fill that void with you, Lord. Mm. And we can always turn to you and we can just always fill ourselves with your spirit, your presence and your love. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Well, that's a wrap. That's a wrap. <laughs> that's a burrito.